like I said earlier, you're now listening to Eat Sleep Fantasy with co-hosts Kristen Burrito, Dan DeMont, and Amanda Crippo. In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat Sleep Fantasy. We're definitely terrible. I'm not sure about boring. All right, everyone, well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. My name is Jeff. Joining me, as always, we've got Mr. Dale DeMott. Go for Dale. Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! Yeah, man, uh, I thought we were the uh, fidget spinners of fantasy football podcasts. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't remember, man. Just go for it. <laughs> we're the fidget spinners of fantasy football podcasts. We talked about this. Yeah. I didn't write it on our sheet at the top of the thing. All right, and but, uh, and with us as well uh, for the first no, time. No, see, that I do know. That's my part. Okay. Stop. That's my part. All right. Also joining us is Mr. Armando Crespo. What's up, Armando? Hey guys, I'm going to try and make a nice little comeback to the podcast. I've, I've been uh, all over the place, but um, I think I'm coming back. I'm coming back strong, too, and hard. Finally, you have a microphone that works, and uh, we don't have to edit out all your talking parts. So that's good. Yeah. Well, I've actually right. been on the podcast for the past five episodes. You just have to cut, my out, cut me out. <laughs> I mean, we're probably still going to have to cut out his talking parts anyways, but that's more based on opinion rather than audio. Man, so. My confidence is kind of wavering at this podcast today. I can't lie. I don't know if it's going to show or not uh, as people listen, but we just got a bad review, and I got to be able to shake it off. All right. So... How about we do it, this? Just put a positive spin on it, like Russell Wilson, you know, like. No, just, yeah, you know what? I went back and read that review. Everything that guy said was actually, like, criticizing was actually true by the end of the year. Like, Russell Wilson did suck. Yeah. So, um, if you're bored on it. iTunes, you can go through all our reviews and look at the really bad ones. And we, we had some pretty bad ones. People really hate us. Um Right. But when no. you're the fidget spinner, like you mentioned earlier, like there's that's we have a, a niche, right? And there's a lot of people that love us, and with that, people are gonna hate us too because we take things that people hold dearly and take very seriously, and we kind of make fun of it and have fun with it. Um, I love fantasy football, but if you take it too seriously, and it can uh, kind of be a bore. Yes. So. Um, you're supposed to have fun with it. You're supposed to bet money on it and make fun of your friends when they draft Terrell Owens after he's retired. <laughs> Stuff like that. He was supposed to come back. <laughs> <laughs> your source. So Dale. Yeah, Ronda source said it was going to come back. Yes. Yes, Christian. Um, I think this will put you in a little bit of a better mood. Uh, dealer's choice here. Would you rather give us a trivia question? Or read us a good review. Um, let's. I want uh, I want to give you a trivia question. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. So let's do this. We'll call it uh, Dale's trivia. Or how about Dale's daily? No, Dale's daily double. Oh, the daily, the daily W. The, oh, wow, that's hard to say. <laughs> it, I, I, I'm saying too. So. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I got a good, I got a good one. Um, I don't know if you guys know the answer cause I talked about it, but like most things you guys ignore me anyways. Um, but there's been a, Dude, your confidence is really shook today. It is. It what is. did Brooke do to you? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, it's the crazy. baby. I am, uh, <laughs> I'm visiting my parents, um, for a week and a half and, uh, I have two days left visiting them and, um, it's been a crazy life. Uh, I forget what it's like living with my parents. Um, so anyways, uh, I am, I have a pretty good trivia question for you guys though. I don't, again, I don't know if you guys know or what, but there's been one guy in the past five years that has outperformed his ADP since he was drafted. Do you guys have any clue who that could be or how do you I know who this is because we worked on this data together. So let's have Armando answer this question. Um, is it Mike Evans? No, hold on, hold on. Okay, that's wrong, but don't give him the answer yet, Dale. I'll give you a hint. It's one of your boys. One of my guys? Mm-hmm. I was going to say Jarvis Landry, but he had a rough season last year. Uh, Golden Tate? Nope. It's Jarvis Landry. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know why you didn't just go with Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Jarvis Landry, since 2014, uh, his ADP in 2014 was around 60, and he finished right above 40. And then, you know, he got obviously a little bit lower, lower ADP in 2015 and then 2016. Yeah, it's um, it's been great for him. So if this trend continues, uh, whatever his ADP is this year, the trend shows that he should beat his ADP once again. Um, nothing's really changed. He doesn't have a ton of hype, and I think that's what kind of puts his ADP up a little higher than it should be um, every year. So something to keep an eye out. It's a trend, um, you know, for the last three years since 2014. So um, good chance that he will outperform his ADP again this year. So say if his ADP is around, say, you know, 20 or so uh, among wide receivers, maybe you take him, you know, 17, 18 with, with good confidence. I agree with that. Okay. Yep. All right, we can move on. People don't like him because he doesn't score touchdowns, but yeah, I mean, he is kind of in a in a much lesser to a much lesser extent. He's like T. Y. Hilton, but doesn't get all the glory that Hilton does. Right. Uh, Just uh, to say a couple other things really quick that I should open up with. Our draft kit did go live. It went live a day late, which is okay because we had really really good content. We got some pretty good reviews on it so far. If anybody wants it that hasn't gotten it, you can go to our website and just sign up for the draft kit. We'll send you a like a, a website and password to access all the files. We update it. We're gonna try to update it like once every week or two um, with new stuff. Um, one thing that we're working on is a uh, ESF bus percentage calculator. Did I say that right? Bust percentage calculator. Yeah. Um, yep. So we're looking into that. I mean, we studied years of ADP versus, you know, finishing. Um, so we got some pretty good data we're working on it now. That's going to be released in the next version. Um, I think that's right. what I look. That's going to be. I saw it. Big. It looks. It looks really good, guys. Like I'm really impressed with it. Yeah. It's it's yep. pretty it's pretty good stuff. Just you know, rattling off the top of my head, you know, you can look at you know the top you know in the top five years, you know, wide receivers in the top three have busted 20% of the time. I'll give you that quick fact there. Um, I think we should print out our, our draft kit for the Dallas market. I'm just saying, okay. I think that'll be nice. For Dallas, uh, for the national fantasy football convention, you mean? Um, yeah. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> if you guys are going to that, come and see us, by the way, we have t-shirts and decals and all kinds of stuff. 
Um, not for free, of course. Maybe a decal. We, we'll transition, give, Armando. We'll give a decal. Armando was trying to transition to the next thing to plug. <laughs> and uh, It's a little awkward, but he got there. <laughs> Anyways. We're going to NF, NFFC. That's hard to yeah, say. NFFC. We'll be in Dallas in July, so come see us if you're, if you're there. Um, oh, right. oh, also, hold on really quick. Um, we, look, we don't have a ton of sponsors, so it's good that we're at least giving stuff away. Um, game day game day sports memorabilia uh we have that russell wilson autographed helmet we haven't figured out how to give it away yet um we want some suggestions so if you guys great because it looks so good yeah i know you in my studio you haven't said anything about it i think because you want me to forget about it but um exactly yeah we uh we just need some uh i don't know we need some kind of suggestions on how to give it away i mean you just write a a good review but what happens if the people already wrote us good review then what do we do so um, we got to figure out a cool, creative way to give away this helmet. So if anybody has suggestions, let us know. Uh, email EatSleepFF or Twitter at EatSleepFF. Email EatSleepFantasy at gmail.com. I'm done. Okay. All right. Let's get to All it. Right. You should be done. Thank you. Um, we've got a lot on the well, slate I- for today's uh, podcast. Um, we have, you know, the generic news and whatever, but we have... For this episode, a review of what has happened so far in the off-season. Off-season ads, moves, um, players changing teams, rookies that have been added. And we need to review all the major positions. Today, we will be reviewing the wide receivers in that category, as well as talking about some important news, some players that have already been cut and are moving again, and uh, perhaps some rumors and speculations. So, uh, Dale, do you want to go ahead and get into your favorite uh, favorite drop that we have, the news and the notes? No. I told you we're not playing that anymore. And I'm not. I promise you I'm not putting it in the podcast because it's so, so stupid. What are what are we going to do here? I don't. Uh, Armando, say news and notes. Noticia 23. There you go. That's, that's what. Wow, I love that. Can we do a, a <laughs> Spanish drop? Noticia 23. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I just okay. I think every single podcast in the world has news and notes, and I'm like, it, Whoa, it makes I me mean, cringe we, now. we could just take it from Univision or Telemundo. Like, we, you're the only one here that doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah, I, have, I don't even know if you're even saying news and notes. So, I'll go ahead. No, with that. I'm saying network channels. Oh. Univision. <laughs> I don't understand. You probably you know it as Univision. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what All right. Univision is. All right. I'm just gonna say Jerry Macklin was released by the Chiefs. He's meeting with the Bills and the Ravens as possible landing spots. What's going on? What are we going to do with them in the draft? Is that what you guys want to talk about? Sure. Yes. Um, it's, is it what we want to talk about? It's bullet point number one on the sheet. <laughs> We're all looking at the sheet. You just read word for word. For word. Yes, that's what we want to talk about. Come on, man. He's playing into it. Um, no, I mean, last year, obviously, Alex Smith wasn't doing him any favors, right? I mean, he's not going to set the world on fire with Alex Smith as his quarterback. He's you know almost 30 years old. He only had 44 catches all year last year. Um, yes, yeah, some of that was Alex Smith. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar player. Armando, I know earlier you were talking he might slip into your top 24 if he lands on a good enough team. Um, you said – I think you mentioned that he would be a good fit in Baltimore. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if that will save him. Right. I mean, they have two speedsters in Mike Wallace and Perryman, so they need an inside guy, and I think Macklin's the guy. I mean, if he does sign there, I think he's a great fit. They need that guy. Pitta's out. <laughs> yeah. 
Frito. Um, so Baltimore is a good fit in my opinion, but the reports are that Baltimore is looking to acquire perhaps Eric Decker rather than Macklin. Uh, Macklin visited the Bills two days in a row. LaShawn McCoy has <laughs> come out and said outright like he wants to recruit Macklin to that team. Of course. Um, is it a good fit for the Bills? Sure. Is it a good fit for Macklin and fantasy? Probably not. Um, I, I don't think that Tyrod Taylor can support two wide receivers. Now, they don't have one wide receiver right now. On the on the very likely chance, so that's the next point I was going to get, on the very likely chance that Sammy Watkins is not healthy for the 2017 season and Macklin's year one, that's a great option. And we already know that the Bills did not pick up uh, Watkins' option for 2018. He's only there for one more year. Maybe they signed Macklin for uh, a three-year contract or something like that, and he's their option for the time being. Um, I think he's probably going to end up with the Bills. Not sure how that works out for him. What I am sure of is how it looks like for the Chiefs now. It seems pretty clear to me that Tyreek Hill is now the number one in that offense. Yeah. Whether or not he's the X receiver, because we've seen reports come out that Chris Conley is going to be that guy. Yep. Um, Chris Conley is not going to be the number one fantasy receiver, nor the number one option for that team. It's probably going to be Tyreek Hill uh, followed right thereafter by the tight end and some more shares going to the running backs. What do you guys Listen, think about that? I know that nobody's going to remember, but if you look back at the tapes uh, from last year, I was really high on Chris Connolly. Obviously, it was a miss because he didn't do shit, but um, I think I think I like Chris Connolly um, a lot. I think. Are you sure you want to believe in a Alex Smith wide receiver too? No, but no. but I think he's better. <laughs> look, I don't think he's on a lot of people's radar, and I think he's decent. I, I think he's I out, think, he'll outperform his ADP for sure. I agree that Tyreek Hill might be the guy drafted f- first in the draft this year, but Conley is a better draft value, if not Wilson. I don't think you want to take w- w- Hill at all right now. No, he's going to be way too high in drafts. You're absolutely right. I what about? <clears throat> excuse me. What about the value for Travis Kelsey, who's you know some draft boards the number one tight end, some draft boards the number two tight end. Uh, do you think this affects him in any way, or does his role pretty much stay the same? I think he's his role stays the same. Yeah, I mean, I had him as a tight end one before Macklin was released. I mean, I don't think it makes a big difference in in Kelsey's value. Uh, I, yeah, he, he, he continues to be a number one. I think. I mean, like we said, I mean, it, I think it bumps up Connolly's value as as a second wide receiver, but Kelsey's right. going to be the cool. guy. I mean, Macklin was almost non-existent last year, so him not being there isn't going to change much, anyways. You know. Yep. He, he had like 800 yards, 500 yards last year was what you said. So it's like, ah, yeah, it's, what's the big deal? Yeah. Kelsey's still going to be a top tight end, but I don't think he's going to be the number one tight end. Right. Okay. Um, so next piece of news here. Noticia 23. Eric Decker. Um, first report that came out was that he was going to be released. He hasn't been released just yet. We see teams do this a lot. Um, he's either going to be traded or released by the Jets. It's going to happen any day now, any moment. Um, he's been cleared for football activities. That's the newest piece of news that came out uh, June 7th. You know, he initially came out, 
had that red no contact jersey, but he's now cleared. He's healthy. He's ready to go. Where does he land, and what does that do for that team? Listen, last time we heard anything about Eric Decker was that people were scared that he wouldn't play football again. Um, I don't, I don't like him this year. Not until we actually see him play. Maybe get a couple preseason games in. I'm staying away from him until I see anything further. I think he's a great draft day value as well. If he lands with the Ravens, I think he's going to be fantastic as a wide receiver three. Time out. Armando did not listen to what you said at all, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Just want to clear that up. Well, he says he's not 100% healthy, all this bullshit. So I'm like, if I think he's worth drafting as wide receiver three. Wait, but you said as well. Okay, you were listening. You just didn't. Okay, I'm moving on. Um, I am on the boat of this dude is going to greatly outsee, out uh, outperform draft day value. That's what I just fucking said. Yes. We- I, hold on. Okay. I know that's what you said, but you said that you agreed with Dale, which he said the opposite of you. <laughs> Um, All right, so the Ravens are interested in him. Every year that Decker has been a starter, he's finished as a top 36 wide receiver. He is going to be a top 36 wide receiver again. And if he lands on a team that he – actually, if he lands on a team where he's the clear-cut two and it's a good passing offense, that's the best-case scenario for him. Uh, so we'll see where he lands. That's something to keep an eye on in the offseason. But probably going to be a better fit than the Jets regardless. And it looks like he's trending towards being healthy this year, in my opinion. Look, you're not you're not concerned at all about his nope. injury history. He's a wide receiver three is where you're going to draft him as. That doesn't matter. Yep. And he he is a... He is the last wide receiver three being taken. He's on the on the verge of a wide receiver four, and he will he will outperform that value deal as long as he plays one NFL game. Yeah. This year. What? I mean, like if he doesn't get like signed or he's not healthy or he retires, I'm, you know. I'm not touching him until I see a preseason game. I will not draft him until I see a preseason game. Most people aren't. Most people aren't drafting until okay. then. Okay, yes. What, why are you <laughs> drafting before that? People do. People are drafting now. Okay, unless it's an MFL league and you're doing best ball, please don't draft until after <laughs> preseason. All right. Fair enough. All right. Dennis Pitta, cut by the Ravens. Um, not really a surprise there uh, after he dislocated his hip for the third time in four years. Uh, it's really tough break for him. Um, but it does pave the way for the Ravens to – you know, it's an incentive for them to add another guy like Decker or Macklin, which they might have been looking at already anyways. Uh, what uh, what do you see happening in in Baltimore? Are they going to add one of these guys? Well, let me let me just add that when your tight end is getting like the same injuries as your grandpa, it's probably time to cut him. It's not funny, man. <laughs> That's not funny, dude. <laughs> Dislocated his hip three times. I understand if you did it once and you wanted to make a joke on it. Like he has a chronic issue. Don't be that guy. His hips don't lie. They had to cut him. Oh my god. Um, can I just pat myself? He has life alert. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying, Armando? I was gonna say I just want to pat myself on the back because these three guys. If you look at the depth chart that I put out for the draft kit, 
I had Pitta dropping to the number three tight end for Baltimore. I had Eric Decker dropping to number three wide receiver, and I had Macklin dropping to the number five wide receiver in Kansas City. Meh, that's good for and it's not, it's not even a week one yet, so <laughs> just uh just wait till JHI loses his job somehow and then you're gonna go uh that is 100%. Not, on, outside Damn. of injury, JHI is not gonna lose his job. I, I agree. The, I agree. Okay, okay. He's betting on an injury from J, the J train. We'll so get did, to JHI later in this yeah. episode. Anyways, Jack Doyle, that guy's definitely got life alert, right? <laughs> Jack Doyle's the type that like uh he like puts a deposit on Life Alert so you can buy it in a couple of years. God, what the? What? There, there's a thunderstorm outside, guys. No, I'm sorry. that was a door shutting. Don't lie. <laughs> You're, you just screwed up our podcast. Mike <laughs> Williams is being shut down for the rest of rookie minicamp and their offseason program with a mild disc herniation. <laughs> <laughs> and then Armando wonders why we don't have Armando on. <laughs> Are you, where are you at, Armando? <laughs> Let's be honest with um, us. I, I'm in Chinatown <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, yeah, so. They've got great food in Chinatown in Chicago, man. It's really mm-hmm. good. What's up? Uh, what's up with Pow Chicken? No, seriously, what is up with Mike Williams? Uh, he's got a mild disc herniation, and so he's being shut down for the off-season program. I mean, Armando just said that, man. Is that is that something to be concerned about? Um, I, I I believe it is. And if you look at my depth chart, I currently have Mike Williams going down to number three wide receiver oh, in God. that offense. Wow. Because. What? Nope, nope. Keep, keep going. No, that's all. I just, right. I feel uh, there's too much talent over there. I just don't feel like he's going to be able to separate himself from Travis Benjamin, Inman, and Tyree, Tyrell. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, he is a rookie, and if he's having injury problems already, you don't know how all this stuff can linger and, and cause problems. I mean, we've seen stuff like this cause problems all year before, so and not with him in particular, but with other players. So um, something to keep an eye out for sure. Do you think uh, Jack Doyle collects action figures, like like actual like toy dolls or whatever, and then gets really mad when people call them like a doll or a toy? For sure. And he's like, no, it's a collectible for sure. What? What do you? What are these Jack Doyle jokes? Where's this coming from? From a podcast that you probably didn't listen to a couple of episodes. No, we do I, the, I don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> this is our thing. This is like the one thing that has stuck around for way too many podcasts. <laughs> is that Jack Doyle is a nerd? We have a lot of Jack Doyle facts. Yeah. If you didn't know, Jack Doyle actually he plays Magic the Gathering at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do too. <laughs> Okay. I used to. I quit. It's too expensive. It is very expensive. All right. Um, let's get to some rumors and speculation. Do we have a drop? Is for there that? a drop for that? <laughs> is that a new segment? Yeah. That is a new. It's it's still part of the notes and the news and whatever. But uh, I've tried to create a new segment here, and um, that's good. I like it. Dale just butchered it. Okay. So let's. What'd you call? Okay. I'm gonna look. I'll, you call I'll, I'll do the drop now. It's time for rumors, 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 and speculation, speculation, speculation. The thing is that Dale uh, expressed before that he doesn't like rumors, and he doesn't like all this conjecture. Yes. So I decided I wanted to make a whole segment on it. Yeah, thanks. And hypotheticals I hate, too. Awesome. So, first piece of news here. uh, Beat writer for the Boston Globe, Jim McBride, says that he believes that Mike Gillisley has the inside track for being the Patriots starting running back this year. 
What say you, Dale? Dude, I would love it if if I don't know how much I would ever trust it, even if we saw a lot in preseason, you know, I mean we know that the Pats are nobody to be trusted, but I love Mike Gillisley. Uh go Gators. Um he he is a Gator talent. Um, I love it if he uh, if he really is a true number one, and maybe Bill Belichick decides to, you know, have that number one guy all year. Um, I think he's he's awesome. What he's done in Buffalo, I mean, the the yards per carry. I don't have it right in front of me, but he has very high yards per carry average. He's good running back. I think he could do really well in a good offense. Jack Doyle went to Western Kentucky University. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, where do you see him going in the draft, or where do you feel comfortable taking him this year, Dale? I I am very very comfortable now, as it stands right now with the with the information that we have. I'm very comfortable with him as a very strong flex. Um, maybe, oh yeah, that's maybe that's board, a, maybe bordering running back two. Uh, depends on where where other people were going in the draft. If I really needed a running back, and I was and I really needed a running back two, and he was there, I'd consider it. But he's definitely a strong flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with the flex. I don't see him as a wide receiver running back too, at least. Okay. All right, next rumor the way, here. And get, this is the rumor I actually want to talk okay. about. What happened? No, What's your by the no, way? No, Go no, ahead. Nothing. All right, JJ. JJ, <laughs> he may be the most improved guy out there this offseason, says offensive coordinator Clyde Christensen. He told Chris Perkins of the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel. Just real quick, shout out to Perk. Uh, really love listening to that guy. Anyways, moving on. Um, are you act- I'm just gonna oh, wait, keep. Are you acting like you know Chris Perkins? And your- I actually do um, know Chris Perkins. You know of him. Just- you don't know him. Just because you no, tweet man. at him all the time does not mean you know him. <laughs> no, he's texted me a few times. Okay. Nice. So we went to a guy. We went to school with a guy named Chris Perkins. Dale. He's. Is that the same guy? No, it's a different guy. He's lying. Okay. <laughs> um, so what's up with uh, – do, are you falling – I know you guys are both in love with J – or Brito is in love with JHI. Nope, that is that is me. That's yes. the reason this piece of news is here. Um, and, all the, and you're just soaking up every bit of this stupid coach speak, aren't you? But that's the thing, right? Now it's come from Adam Gase. It's come from two different – three, I'm sorry, three different beat reporters – and now the offensive coordinator, uh, Clyde Christensen. If it was just Gay saying it one time or, um, you know, it being coach speak, I would probably just dismiss it. It seems like something they keep repeating over and over again. At this point, I'm pretty sure it's truth and not, and I'm trying to look past smoke screens and stuff that coaches say. When you hear um, Adam Beasley say that, uh, that Ajayi is going to have the most carries this year. When you hear Gay say that he wants Ajayi to have over 300 carries, when you hear the offensive coordinator Christensen say that Ajayi is the most improved guy in the offense this year, when you hear them say that they want him to have more receptions this year, all that just adds up to me like he's their guy. They didn't trust him last year. That's the issue. And they he still got a ton of work. Look, of course um, of course they want their running back to have more receptions. Like, yeah, I want my running back to catch the ball better. Yeah, like, duh, oh, I, what's next? Oh, I want my running back to score more touchdowns. Oh, now he's going to score more touchdowns. It's like this is all. Yeah, they're just trying to build, yeah, I agree with you, Dale. They're just trying to build his confidence up. 
It's, that's all it is. It's, he sucks. You, I mean, it's always and they and when they talk about most improved, like when you were playing sports and the kid that got most improved, he was always the suckiest, and they just had to give him a trophy for something. Yep. And that's exactly what they do with JJ. Like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, he's most improved. Count a deal. You guys so much. You win. Man. Do either one of you guys actually believe anything you just said? The J train is getting derailed. All aboard. Choo choo. <laughs> no, it's Are getting really derailed. Nobody's nobody's all, all on board. He <laughs> goes on board. <laughs> yeah, I just died apparently. <laughs> I'm on Frito's uh, dying uh, going down with this train. All right. Uh, we can move on. I do want to say that the same sort of thing happened. This this reminds me of what happened with uh, with Tevin Coleman last year, where there was a lot of reports saying that they wanted him to catch the ball more than he did in his first year. And I thought it was kind of ridiculous because when he was in college, Tevin Coleman was not a good pass catcher. In his rookie season, Tevin Coleman caught two passes for 14 yards. And last year, in a very limited uh, role... Uh, not in a very limited role, but splitting time, not the primary back. He caught 31 passes, 421 yards receiving, three touchdowns. Um, I think that JHI can look have those sorts of yardage numbers receiving, and he definitely didn't have it last the, year. The, the reason why I'm not crazy on Ajay and I wasn't on crazy on him last year is because they have two complementary backs. I granted they both don't do the same thing, but and Williams, who is a great goal or a better goal linebacker, should I say, and Kenyon Drake, who is a faster runner. <laughs> do they they hate Drake in Miami? They first of all they do, but I mean he's more athletic. And okay, I, maybe he I don't think he is. He absolutely is. Take a look at their I, combine I, numbers. Hundred percent. Okay. Take a look at their NFL numbers. No. Just take a look at their knees. <laughs> yeah. All right. One has them. One has them. One doesn't. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Let's move on. Carlos Hyde. What about him? He sucks. He does. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I tend to want to pay attention more to negative news in the offseason because positive news like we just had on Ajayi. A lot of times, if it's just once or twice, that can just be a smokescreen or a coach trying to talk a player up. When people start to point out that players are performing poorly in the offseason, that sets an alarm for me. And Carlos Hyde, um, 49ers beat writer Grant Cohn, wrote that he thought that Carlos Hyde was the slowest and most indecisive (laughs) of the running backs on the team. That's not good news. I mean, that's a team... That's a team that doesn't even have that much at the running back position. Yeah. And Armando will, will disagree because his boy's there. Yeah. Um, but, they, dude, <laughs> that's not a good sign this early that he's already not doing well in an offense, in a Kyle Shanahan offense that's been traditionally pretty damn good. We saw Freeman and Coleman have great years last year. Why can't uh, Carlos Hyde do it? You know, maybe that's just how good Tim Hightower actually is. Oh, God. It makes Carlos Hyde look bad. Uh, are you in a uh, portal of some sort right now, Armando? Uh, the AC just turned on. Well, I'll, mute, I'll mute my mic. <laughs> God, we can't do this. Um, I mean, this this news w- along with um, along with Joe Williams being the rookie running back who is seemingly impressing. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a perfect storm if if this news keeps coming out 
and Joe Williams, you know, keeps impressing. Mm, I don't know. What do you What do you think, Brito? I think we have to see if Carlos Hyde can adapt to a new running scheme, an outside zone running scheme. Yep. Um, if he, I mean, he still has plenty of time to do so. We, we've we've got three months till the NFL season. Yeah, I mean, just uh, just not too long ago. When was this? This was a uh, back in I guess uh, May. Um, Kyle Shanahan said, you know, when you get a guy who can run this that fast and can cut, which is what Joel Williams is, I do think you have a chance to be pretty special. So, um, you know, quotes like that from Shanahan, um, it's a pretty good sign. Okay. Anyways, we can move on. All right. So let's actually move on, Dale, right now to the focus of our show here, which are the off-season ads, the movers and the shakers what we know now in terms of what's happened in the offseason. We waited a little bit to drop this part of an episode because the initial free agency, we reported on some of the moves. Then their draft happens. Then there's still some moving pieces. We see Macklin and Decker, you know, are going to need new landing spots soon. But we wanted to have a pretty complete look at what has happened so far and what teams have done to address their needs on the offensive side of the football so there's a lot to discuss, so let's go ahead and get into the wide receivers here, Dale. All right. Uh, I guess we can go ahead. Let's start off uh, with Brandon Marshall, you know, coming from the Jets to the New York Giants. Um, what is, I guess, the impact for Brandon Marshall, and uh, what does it do for people around him? Is that a question? Yes. That's a question. Can I, can I say something? Can I- <laughs> yes, it's your podcast. Um, I actually feel like Brandon Marshall might be the one this year. Um, Odell Beckham hasn't even reported to voluntary workouts right now. He's working on a new contract. And I just don't feel like Eli Manning likes him very much. Um, Sterling Shepard's out there. And I don't know. I feel like oh, he might. He, I feel like his value is going to drop. I think he might be a risky uh, wide receiver this year. I know it's a little bold, but uh, that's, that's my take well, on I mean, it. He did get 170 targets and 100 receptions last year, so... Um, Eli Manning probably likes him a little bit. As as a person. I don't think he likes him as a person. <laughs> Their personalities clash. Yes. <laughs> okay. Very different people. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't think they have Thanksgiving together. Eli Manning is a nerd. Him and Jack Doyle probably hang out. Dude, all the time. Dungeons and Dragons nightly. <laughs> Brandon Marshall, he's being drafted as the 24th wide receiver uh, right now in ADP. Do you think he that's uh, too high, too low, or just about right? Uh, well, right now, our consensus on Brandon Marshall is 29. Um, Armando is the lowest on him at 35, and I'm the highest on him at 27. Um, and, Brito, you're right there in the middle. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to probably underperform that ADP a little bit as it stands right now. Um I, I, I think I'm going to change my ranking. He's going to be in the top 24 for me, easily. Okay. Yeah, Armando, you haven't uh, updated your ranking since uh, mid-May. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's been two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I think, it's just, I think it's just about right. He is the number two on an offense that Odell Beckham's still the guy. Uh, I think Marshall is there to be in a supporting role. And should Manning have a good year, Marshall can be what Decker was in the past. But that's more like 
a wide receiver 24 to 30. That should be more or less the range. I think where we where we have them now in that back end of the 20s, that's more or less where Marshall should be. But if we start seeing some really good reports, if he looks good in in um, throughout the offseason, maybe he gets bumped up to, you know, 24 to 28. But I, I don't see him going much higher than that for me. Do you think uh, Eli Manning last year he had a little over 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns? Is that going to go up or down? Either one of those numbers. Uh, it goes. It goes up. the The year before, um, he was uh, almost a thousand yards more than that. So, um, I think Eli Manning's truth is somewhere around that forty four hundred yards this year. Okay, and that'll put him up somewhere around QB, say fifteen or so. Just kind of looking at it from last year, QB twelve to fifteen. Uh, he is going to be right in that twelve to fifteen range. Okay. If he can keep it reasonable with the interceptions, he's probably going to have, you know, high 20s, low 30s touchdowns, 15, 16 interceptions, um, and be and be closer to to 4,400 yards uh, like he like he was <clears throat> before. Look, I know he's had he's only had six career 4,000 yard seasons he's had more 3,000 yard seasons than 4,000 yard seasons and how many of those in the last six years are they he's five of them he's had three in the last six years okay four you know four it's crazy that Eli Manning threw for a thousand more yards and threw for nine more touchdowns than Tyrod Taylor and still finished behind him that's boy doesn't run I'm getting yeah. on that train this year, Dale. I'm on the train. I mean, it's just it's crazy what running does to, to I mean, to be that far ahead in passing stats and Tyrod's still be above him. That's uh, I mean, that just shows you what what running can do for a quarterback. Hence the reason why Russell Wilson is so valuable. Right. Do you I guys, think? Do, do you guys know what Eli's real name is? Elijah. Is it Elijah? Yes. We've been over this. We had a podcast on this. I'm I'm how, how not do you hundred percent sure? How do you, but it, how do you spell that? E L I J H. No, it's E L I S H. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember it was something weird. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Elisha. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about um? And this is a hot topic too. And I guess we don't spend too much time on this, but Brandon Cooks, obviously going from the Saints with Drew Brees to the Patriots with Tom Brady. Um, not bad for him, I guess, but what does it mean for Brandon Cooks? Is he going up or down in particular? Um, Brito, what do you think? Cooks stock takes a hit for me, a significant one. Michael Thomas's stock takes a little bit of a bump and Willie Sneed and whoever might finally be the third option in New Orleans those guys will take significant bumps because uh, Drew Brees likes to spread the ball around, so there will be another very good wide receiver two option for the Saints, just like there's been traditionally every year a good receiving second option for him. Um, And there'll be a decent third option. I think the Saints would be a very fun landing spot for Decker, actually, but uh, not likely, but it would be a very fun and good fit, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. That the Saints are the only team that had two wide receivers in the top ten, Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas, um, for sure. Michael Thomas. That's what. The, 
that's what they do. I mean, before it was it was a tight end doing it in Jimmy Graham, but they they that's how Breeze does his target share. Yeah. There he's going he's going to have a receiver somewhere between 20 and 24%. He's going to have another one somewhere between 18 and 22% of target shares and that's just who he is. He, he distributes the ball very evenly, but there's going to be a couple guys that are just more talented and do well with it. Yeah. And Hopefully, if everything stays the same, Willie Sneed's going to be the beneficiary of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. I'm, I, I want to do some digging on Willie Sneed. I know it's early in in the off season, but uh, I think uh, I'm not fully on board with you know. Okay, Cooks is gone now. Willie Sneed time. I'm not 100 percent sold on that yet. But that's for another episode. Yeah, I, I yeah, I definitely agree. I think the guy that I'm kind of targeting late draft is Brandon Coleman. I mean, he's been there for three years. And I think he could be the guy that gets the, the biggest bump. Look, you don't know until you know you see the report with what Breeze can do and all that stuff. But I mean, the fact that Drew Breeze could have two guys in the top ten wide receivers, you know, his number two wide receiver would still put up top ten numbers. Um, you almost can't go wrong as long as there's some talent there. And Michael Thomas proved to have some talent enough to get uh, 100 or 92 receptions and 1,100 yards. So. Okay. Uh, all right. We'll see what what happens there, but I'm I'm on the I'm on the Sneed bandwagon for now. Um, as is our our columnist uh, Philip Caldwell, who's uh, already banging the drums very loudly for William Willie Sneed. Are you laughing because I said banging? Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, Pierre Garcon. We don't want to talk about him. No. He's disappearing this year, right? Pierre Garcon's disappearing this yes. year. I I don't agree, but okay. okay. Tell me why. I I think he's going to I, he's going to be frustrating, but he's going to be relevant. He is going to disappear for weeks, but not in in the season long column. He'll be good. He's going to San Francisco to die. Wow. Yeah. He's like a late 90s tech startup you guys should make a bet here wow an e-bet i bet this you. is a spot pierre garçon finished 32 among wide receivers i promise you he finishes outside that this year his adp is 40 above or below that i'll take above if i if, I, if. <laughs> above meaning like 40 41 42 uh, does he out does he outperform his adp i say he does he does not at 40 no way i bet you he doesn't I agree with burrito is my first eat bet really gonna be pure garçon dude <laughs> i mean look i mean i think people like I mean, i'm just looking at who finished in the top 40 last year okay i will make this eat bet if you also make me the eat bet that willie sneed will not outperform his adp what's willie sneed's adp right now <laughs> 39 nah i'm not taking that <laughs> that one's like really clear to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Let's put this on the board. All three Decker, Sneed, and um, <clears throat> and Garcon. Okay. All three of those guys okay. will outperform their ADPs. I'll take that. I'll take that. But it has to be all three. And it's three, three separate bets. No, no, no. All three. Or one bet. No, one bet. All three of them. I promise you, one Whoa, of those guys are man, not going to outperform. Well, no. Yeah. Uh, two out of the three? We're taking too long on this bet. Okay. I'm saying all three will underperform, and you're saying all three will overperform. 
so it, so, You're saying so it can push. Th- so, so it, it can cancels push. out if it's yeah. if it's one, two, or three. Yes. All right, I'll take that bet. Okay. Yeah, sure, right. fine. Can I t- can I do one for Pierre Garcon? No, I'm not doing just Pierre Garcon. I'm not that <laughs> confident on him. I'm very confident on Willie Sneed. I'm like we need a con- we need a confidence rating. <laughs> Willie Sneed is like a nine. Uh, Decker's like a eight and. Pierre Garcon is like a four. I'm not that confident on that take. Brito lo- because it is San Francisco. This, no, I this agree season, with you, Brito. This season is going to boil down to Brito loving Pierre Garcon for some reason. <laughs> I don't want to, to. Please, let's just move on before I get into Pierre Garcon. It's going to be the same thing that happened to me with Crowell last year, yeah. where I just had to defend it long enough that it just became my thing. Yep. I had to defend Crowell on every damn podcast because the hate had gone too far on Isaiah Crowell. That's going to happen this year with Garcon. Yep. And then they start talking about it on other podcasts. <laughs> and then I get a piece of thing, a letter from a, a certain, not a letter, but like a, what do you call those? Um, like a flyer? You can call no, the thing, yeah, that, the thing that MB wrote to me that says uh, that Crowell was indeed top, yeah, top, top 20. 20. Well, he wrote top 15 actually on the thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's talk. Now, this really intrigues me, and I really want to hear you guys talk about this. Uh, Deshaun Jackson joining the Bucks, and of course, uh, you know, getting the rookie OJ Howard as a nether tight end alongside Cameron Brait. Um, what's your impact there on Mike Evans in particular? And we could talk about Cameron Brait and OJ Howard in a minute, but what does Deshaun Jackson do for Mike Evans? Deshaun Jackson is going to Tampa Bay to die. <laughs> Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> now I got to go pull up Deshaun Jackson's ADP and see if I need to include him in the bet. No, I no, I like I like him this year. But go ahead. I think Deshaun Jackson's serviceable. Okay, Deshaun Jackson's ADP is thirty-seven, and I think right here we need to take a step back. We need to pause, and we need to play this or that with Deshaun Jackson. No, let's not play that. I hate this game. I hate the name because I hate the name of the game. Why do you hate the name of the game? Because I just do. We got to call it something else. We don't know. It's my thing. Okay, we use no, the no, drop from the Phil's song. thing. It's not Phil's thing. He said he already claimed it. It's not his thing. Not Phil's thing. I came up with this or that. Okay. Just say just say it in a different language and it'll be good. <laughs> How is it? A, no, because I need the drop from that song. Yeah, okay. You can get with this, this you can, get, you can with get with that. Okay, all right. So what? Go ahead, Brito. Sorry. Are you going to play the drop? There you go. <laughs> go. Thank, thanks, Armando. Um, Deshaun Jackson or Randall Brandon Cobb. Marsh. Oh, okay. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson or Willie Brandon. Sneed. Willie Sneed. Deshaun Jackson. Okay, I'm going Deshaun Jackson on the first one and Willie Sneed on the second one. I'll take... Uh, Deshaun... J- okay. Deshaun Jackson or... Brandon Marshall. Mm, Martavis Bryant. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. I am going Martavis Bryant and not really close for me. Um, Deshaun Jackson or Eric Decker. Jackson. Deshaun not Jackson. Close. Yeah. Not even fucking close. I'm, all, I'm also going Decker on this one. Okay. Whoosh. And last but not least, Deshaun Jackson or... 
Brandon Marshall. I, I think I got to go slightly higher for you guys here. Rashard Matthews. It's an interesting one for me. Deshaun Jackson, better quarterback. Yeah, I got to go Deshaun Jackson. That is that's a tough one, though. I didn't make that decision easy. I am going to go Rashard Matthews. Wow, really? Why, why, why? Because Rashard Matthews has now been a guy for two years in a row that people have written off, and he has performed two years in a row. Uh, I will take Rashard Matthews. Tennessee was obviously not thrilled um, with their wide receivers. They're not thrilled with their offense. They're building around Mariota. Um, I don't know if they're trying to get compliments to Matthews. I think they're trying to get people that are better than Matthews. That can happen. See, that that could happen. But what's what's the option now, Corey Davis? Like, yeah. I don't I'd, – I'd rather have Rashard Matthews, and I believe in Rashard Matthews a lot more than I believe in Corey Davis. If they add somebody like Decker, right, or they add somebody like Macklin – Hey, they, then I might be concerned. Well, no, but they uh, for now I trust in Matthew. No, they well, they got the they got Toolman Junior. Um, remember what's his oh name? God. No. Yeah, what's his Please name? Stop. Yes, come stop. on, come on. What's his name? Uh, oh, Ty, Taiwan Taylor. Taiwan Taylor. Yeah. Taiwan Taylor. I'm just going to Sean Jackson on this just because it's a better offense with the Buccaneers and it's a pass first offense where in Tennessee they're going to be running the ball. And if they're going to score touchdowns, it's probably going to be with the running game. So I think Deshaun Jackson just has a better opportunity than Richard Matthews just based on offense and quarterback. Okay. I think there's a little bit of unpredictability with Doug Martin and the Tampa Bay offense. And I think I know what the Tennessee Titans offense is. And so I, I don't love Jackson there. I th- And I, I also don't love Evans as much as you guys do. Okay. I think they might kind of take away a little bit from each other more than maybe more than you guys are giving. Also, I don't love rookie run, uh, tight ends. And O.J. Howard, I know he's a beast, but uh, rookie tight ends don't tend to perform, and he's being drafted way too early for that. All right, yeah. last uh, last two guys here on our wide receiver list that we need to touch on before we Can I, before we wrap up this segment. Really quick, really quick. I'm sorry. Just on Mike Evans. He's had 1,000 yards every season since his rookie year. He had 12 touchdowns mm-hmm. his first year, only three the second, 12 again the third year. He's some, I think he's my third wide receiver or fourth wide yeah. receiver or fifth wide receiver. And he's, he's a top five guy for me. I'm not saying that okay. he's going to have a bad year, okay. but I, I think it's entirely possible – that he's also not uh, immune to somebody being on the opposite side of him and put that with the fact that they could not run the ball last year. Sure. Okay. They yeah. they were giving carries to whoever they could fit into their lineup. Uh, what's his face? Little miniature guy had 30 carries for a couple times last year. Right. Why am I blanking on his name? All right, doesn't matter. Moving on. I'm going to get tweets about this. I'm so upset that I can't think of it right now. Who? Say that again. Little guy that had a bunch of carries for the Buccaneers after Martin went down. Jacquez Rogers. Thank you. Jacquez Rogers. Thank you, Armando. Useful for something today. 
Alshon Jeffrey went to the Eagles. Great move for the Eagles, right? Hell yeah. How about for Jeffrey? I think it's great for Jeffrey, too. You know, one little tidbit. Jeffrey is one of those wide receivers uh, that has underperformed his ADP. Um, he's one of the only out of uh, the other receivers in the last five years. Um, Jeffrey has not outperformed his ADP. He was undrafted in his rookie season. So, you know, obviously he outperformed then. But after that, after his rookie season, he has not outperformed his ADP. So since his good rookie season, I'll I'm repeat myself here. Um, he just hasn't lived up to expectations. Right. A lot of that is due to injury. Um, and suspension and all that stuff. And Yeah, exactly. If he could somehow get it all together, he will probably have a good season. The issue with me and Jeffrey is when is he actually going to get it all together in terms of health, his performance on the field, his performance off the field. Um, I don't love Jeffrey but I think it is one of the best possible landing spots for him in terms of they really needed someone to throw the ball to. And Carson Wentz is not great. He checks down a lot, but he should develop a little bit more this year, and I do like the fit for him. There's opportunity here for Jeffrey to get it all together. I'm just pessimistic um, as to whether he can get all those factors in order. Yep, Uh, he is first wide receiver on the depth chart at least he should be over jordan matthews absolutely he's a much better talent than jordan matthews and that's not even a question for me yeah and the games and the I, games that alshon jeffrey played in last uh since his rookie year in 2012 um he's had over a thousand yards two of those seasons and uh but he jeffrey has the physical abilities to be brandon marshall to be even maybe uh, Des Bryant, Uh, but he hasn't been that. And so that's what's so frustrating and disappointing about him is that he has the tools to do it, but he went through injury, through suspension, and through clearly um, not having football as his priority a lot of times, he's underperformed. But if he can get it all right, he has the skills to be a top five guy. But it, it has to be, you know, the perfect storm. Yeah. Terrell Pryor, last guy on our list. He went to the Redskins, filling in some of their free agency losses in terms of Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon, a couple guys we just mentioned. Um, what do you think about him? Because Kirk Cousins, we've seen, he throws for a lot of yards. Um, and some that, was, that has to go to somebody in... It looks like it's going to be, you know, some Jordan Reed and some uh, Terrell Pryor. Yeah. What do you What do you think about Terrell Pryor this year? Yeah, you know, I think just like last year, the wide receivers aren't going to get a ton of love in the in the end zone. You know, we saw that with Pierre Garçon last year. I think Pierre Garçon only had a handful of touchdowns, um, being the the big threat that he is that he can be in the end zone. Um, Jordan Reed, if healthy, is going to gobble up most of those touchdowns. Um, is there a clear cut this guy is going to be the one and is it Terrell Pryor or is it is it Jamison Crowder or is it maybe even Josh Dodson who, you know, we didn't really get to see last year due to injury? Is Terrell Pryor the clear cut guy? Not factoring in 
uh, Jordan Reed, but just among the wide receivers? Uh, you know, Crowder is getting love. I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure, man. Um, would you take uh, Would you take Pryor over Crowder? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think Pryor will be the the one, and showed last year that he's more than capable of handling being the one. We saw him do everything he could on a very bad offense last year. And even if he doesn't necessarily get that exact same target share, big upgrade at quarterback, big upgrade in offense. And Terrell Pryor, um, I'm not sure if he'll perform at ADP because he's already being drafted as the number 25 wide receiver. But I think he's the best option for for out of your Washington wide receivers this year. Right. I know Jamison Crowder deserves some love, and Kirk Cousins is probably going to have another good year. But I, I do like Pryor. Okay. Uh, just really quick. Yeah. Are you going to take Pryor uh, early fourth or Alshon early third? Or are they both? Or is that pretty much where they should be going? I think those are they're both uh, slightly overdrafted. Okay. Brito, you currently have Pryor ranked 34th. He'll he'll probably finish in my rankings probably thirty. He should be right next to Brandon Marshall. That's where he belongs in that range. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And it, I mean, the, those are going to fluctuate throughout the off season, but I th- I, it's more or less where I don't. I think twenty five is high. Um, I think he will be good. He's being slightly overdrafted, but I, he's going to have a solid season. Okay. I mean, just uh, for FYI, Terrell Pryor is listed ahead on the depth chart uh, of Jamison Crowder. Yeah. So. He should be. Okay. He should be. All right. All right. All right. Last, uh, last thing we'll do here, Dale. We are wrapping up here. That segment is all done. But uh, we got a couple of questions that we need to answer from our listeners. So do you want to get into what do we, what do we call it? The, the mail? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mailbag. Mailbag. We have we uh, we have so many potential drops for this <laughs> one. Um, we've we've debated this, uh, but let's go with my favorite here. Yeah, here you go. All right. So let's get into our first question here from Freddie Garcia at Cruz nine four nine on Twitter. He wrote in. Do you think T.Y. Hilton will have the same success he had last year? I'll let you start with this one, Armando. Yep. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, Brito is highest on luck out of all of us, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by and, far. And yeah. T.Y. is a beneficiary of, of luck being so good. So, And... Uh, and my boy. Who's your boy? Jack. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's real name is Eugene Marquis. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, last year, T.Y. had almost 1,500 yards and six touchdowns. Maybe not 1,500 yards for T.Y. this year, but the six touchdowns will, I think, will go up. Um, they haven't really address their running game like they need to um they'll luck is gonna gonna throw it right um here's here's, i was gonna say uh, um last year dante moncrief wasn't 
healthy the entire season. And I think that I really attributed D.Y. Hilton having a really great season. So I do see him like I completely agree with Dale. And I think those numbers are going to shift more towards Dante Moncrief as well. Those yards are going to get fed to him. Yeah. But I do think T.Y. Hilton's a better red zone target. I'm going to go the slightly other way on this. T.Y. Hilton, in terms of his touchdowns, even as a rookie, they've been almost exactly the same every year. Um, 2012, 7. In 2013, 5. So 7, 5, 7, 5, 6 last year. He's going to get six touchdowns. That's his That's his middle number. He's not going to get less than five. He's not going to get more than seven. That's what it's been every single year. Every year after his rookie year, He's had a thousand yards at least. Um, yet last year was his career high. However, you saw Luck be injured last year. You did see Moncrief be injured, so there were some extra targets there. Um, but he's had 82 catches, 82 catches, 69 catches in the year that he missed <clears throat> a little bit of time, and then 91 receptions last year. He's right around there. He's going to probably have somewhere between 80 and 90 catches, 1,300 yards. Six touchdowns. Slight, very slight decrease from last year, maybe. But that offense probably will throw a lot more. So we'll see. Probably a little bit more inefficient, but end up with right about the same numbers. Okay. Next question, Dale? Uh, yeah. Next question, our good, uh, good pal uh, Mitchell Rins. Uh, he wants to know um, who has more value according to ADP, Michael Thomas or Willie Sneed? Sneed. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Sneed's a way better value right now. Yeah. Michael Thomas is going top 12. That's Yeah. Michael Thomas is going to clearly outscore Willie Sneed. Yeah, of course. I don't think that's the question. That's the right. But in terms of where they're being drafted, man, Willie Sneed being drafted as the 39th receiver, is that what I said earlier? 39th mm-hmm. receiver in ADP right now, that's got to change. Yeah, it's we got to. It, it's going to correct itself before. Drafts. No, Dale, pick a pick a side, man. <laughs> God, sitting on the fence. I'm not sitting on the fence. You're a professional fence sitter. No, I'm not. Okay, sorry. That's mean. That is, I apologize. That is that's mean. Humpty Dumpty. No, yeah, Humpty Dumpty. Dale's are Humpty no, Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty's like the most amateur fence sitter in the world. Yeah, because he fell. It's the worst example. <laughs> By the way, where does it say that Humpty Dumpty was an egg? Yeah, I don't. I never got that. Well, it doesn't. Well, because he cracked, and the people had to put him back together. Your head can crack, but they're not going to try to put it back together. That's what a doctor's for. So doctors didn't go try to put them together. It's like the all the king's men try to put them back together. Because of the times. Uh, so they were doctors. The king's men were all doctors. Is that what you're saying? Oh, God. No, man. I just, dis- no, I just disproved your theory. They were. I, I, you know what? You've thoroughly disproved their theory. <laughs> on our next episode, Dale, we're going to be covering the next portion of our off-season moves. We've got to focus on the running backs, but we'll probably also get to the quarterbacks and the tight ends as well. Um, there's a lot to talk about in terms of some of these moves that have already happened and with the running backs, there's uh, several rookies that we need to throw into that mix as well that are very important for this season. Yeah. That's it. That's all I had to say. Go ahead and plug all the stuff you need to plug yep. here. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, Callup99. Uh, he said, 
uh, our podcast was very good information and entertaining and helpful. And he would deca- really? definitely you recommend. Do? Yeah, um, because this guy, LCF3382, he said uh, that he sounds like we're talking in a garage. That's not very nice. Hold on. The, the fact that people oh, are taking the time out of their day to say something bad about us makes me angry and sad. But it's okay. Um, don't forget, you can follow I us. I bet you LCF is just Jack Doyle in disguise. <laughs> you can follow us <laughs> at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. You follow us on, uh, find us on Facebook. Um, email us, eatsleepfantasy at gmail.com. You can go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. Uh, tell us a way that we can give away this Russell Wilson autographed football helmet. And uh, we should have him send pictures of their chest hair and whoever has the hairiest chest gets the helmet let's not why Dude, you say that? am i allowed to participate wait hold on let's we shouldn't give that any airtime because now we're gonna get a bunch of hairy chest pictures <laughs> and i checked the email the I'm most all for it um okay anyways uh for christian brito and armando crespo i'm dale thanks for listening and we will see you next time Wait, I didn't get a signing off or anything. Yeah, I said for Armando Crespo. Don't speak for me, Dale. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Can I say something? No.